Blog Talk Radio. Ready, set, Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone can ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. in the prime of his career because he can't get any get any holes because he has no he has no line. I almost felt sorry for Josh Rosen in a sense, although I'm I'm biased because I saw him play at UCLA for three years, but it's like I think he has a future and I, I still do. But, you know, it's it's a bad seat and I you know, maybe there's something that people saw in this Wilkes guy to get hired over there, but I I haven't seen it. I, I see another like uh, maybe another clone of Todd Bowles and this coach 
And I really don't know, honestly, if he really has a plan of what they're doing. I don't think they really have an identity. Uh, they don't really stand out in any area. I, I thought Denver would win the game. But, you know, what's really funny about it, Sonny, is that, you know, people are so gullible. They see that what Denver did this in Arizona, they think, oh, you know, there were people that were, they were calling in the fan talk to Denver after the game, oh, we're back, uh, you know, uh, Case Keenum, you know, come, of course, you get a couple of idiots that say, oh, yeah, he's a, he's a good quarterback. Everybody, everybody reacts to one game, but anybody could I, – I thought Denver would win the game, Sonny, because honestly, I just – I figured they had better personnel at this point, and Denver just couldn't play as badly as they are. But, yeah, it's going to be – it's going to be a long time, um, in my opinion, before the Arizona Cardinals – are relevant again. The the one advantage they have, Sonny, is they're in a division that outside the Rams is fairly shaky because all these teams have their problems. But at this point, it's just like damage control for them. I mean, they're sitting now at one and six, um, and you really you kind of honestly wonder how many more games they can win this this entire season. Um, I don't think they would blow their coach out of the water, you know, like the media said. Oh yeah, you know. Whoever loses this game is going to be fired. I didn't really believe that. I hear that stuff all the time. I don't think he'd be fired before the end of the season. The fired. Was. Yeah, I know. He, well, he took the fall, right. And who, who came in? Brian Leftwich, I heard. I'm not sure. The offensive. I just heard of it. I heard of Brian Leftwich, the former, Jag, the former Jaguar quarterback, the University of Marshall. Yeah. Long time, I believe. I heard yesterday he was named the new offensive coordinator. Uh, that, so that's what that's I heard. Just to say that and don't make me feel comfortable. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, I agree with you. Um, Arizona is going to be—it's a bad scene, Sonny. It's too bad because they have a loyal fan base, as you know. And uh, you know, and, and they said when you have to fill an expensive stadium and expensive tickets. It's they got a, they got a lot of issues that they're going to have to start dealing with. And I wondered how long are you going to be supportive of a bad team? And I think they're going to be a bad team for a while. My 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 sympathy, very simply, studies for is for two people. Okay, Larry Fitzgerald, who finally caught a scored a touchdown this game. That his loyalty, when he could have really bailed the seat. And it's like you know he's 35 years old and he's nearing the end of the line. He's going to be finishing his career with a bad team. And then David Johnson is an extremely talented running back who you, you can't show it because this offensive line is absolutely, well, it's not credible. I'll leave it with you. Yeah, well, it, it's one of those things. The Arizona Cardinals, it, it, I moved to, to Arizona many, many years ago, and it was before they actually got the team. So I watched that team from infancy right there um, in Tempe to go to where they are over in Glendale now in the beautiful stadium. And you're, you're right about coaching. The coaching it, it reminds me of the Joe Bugle days and those that know Arizona Cardinals, uh, you know, head coaches, Joe Bugle was quite possibly, oh, it, it was just so bad. They called him Mr. Beige. They called him, you know, they called him 
you know, you know, this the average guy that you know, no, nothing really coming from their offense, and the only thing that that football team has ever been good at is defense. But when your defense is out on the football field way too much, you're going to give up the points. Uh, sooner or later, that's going to end up happening, and we have not seen the Arizona Cardinals get out there and get ready to go and play a game each and every week. You know, um, a, you know, you know. Last year, it was the beginning of the end of this football team, and them being good. It's not the fact that the defense is not good; the defense is good. But when you keep them on the field way too long, um, you get the end results of what we've seen uh, against Denver. So, let me, let me ask you a question: Would you rate Joe Bugle worse than Dave McGinnis? Uh, uh, I, 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 it's, it's, it's bad enough. Um, I, but Joe Bugle, yeah, I would say he was because it, it, because there was just nothing in reality in those games uh, as far as Joe Bugle was concerned. At least McGinnis had them doing something. They got creative. Uh, Joe Bugle was about, you know, I, I don't want, you know, I, I hate to say boring when you talk football, but geez Louise, predictable. Uh, not in not intuitive to come up with something new. So, yeah, he came from the skins where he had the pedigree. Remember, he he was their line coach with the Hogs and all the and and the Super Bowls and all those good things. And you know, it seemed like at the time a smart hire, but just like the Buddy Ryan hire at the time seemed like a smart hire. It just I don't know, Sonny. They're jinx, but you know what? I gotta say one thing on this issue because I agree with you, and and on the defense. And, I, and let me just say, that's just something my friend and I, Bronco avid people, the friend I go you know watch games with every. He's followed the Broncos forever, and we say the same thing is because you're right. A defense eventually gets discouraged, and you have dissension among the ranks when the offense does not pull their weight, and eventually. It wears you down to the point where mentally you've lost it. Like at the in the game, it was clearly an obvious situation before even halftime hit that game that they were basically giving up because it's like they were figuring, well, what the hell, you know? I mean, our offense isn't going to do anything, and I really believe that mentally those things it, it wears a defense down where they just get discouraged. And I agree, the defense actually. One they get their one game they won. They played very competitively with many other games, but eventually you just get so discouraged because the offense can't score points. So it's it's unfortunate because as I said, they have some talented players. We know they have a talented secondary in some extent. So uh, you know it's a bad scene, and um, I just don't know if Wilkes is going to be there long enough to oversee a transformation because I don't think the fan base has any confidence in them right now at all. And why would they? Uh, there's definitely no fan confidence that, that that's obvious. Um, and you're right. And you can take a look back and take a look at Larry Fitzgerald and what he meant to the franchise. Um, and we have talked about it on this show. Larry Fitzgerald should have been a, a New England Patriot for a very you know, long time. We've been talking about that. 
Um, so the simple fact of the matter is, is when you're looking at, at a guy that has had so much talent and has so much loyal loyalty to the area and to the team, um, the team has let them down in reality because they haven't they haven't been able to do what they needed to do. But at the same time, this is no great big surprise in reality because this football team wasn't any good until they really got hold of a Hall of Fame quarterback. And all you got to do is go back, take a look at um, Kurt Warner, what he did for the football team, and, and started to bring him back to, to relevancy. Um, also, take a look at the, um, you know, Carson Palmer. He's a borderline Hall of Fame quarterback. And I say borderline, I don't think he is, but he's borderline. They need that type of quarterback. And Josh Rosen is not going to be that guy. And that's going to be a very, very hard pill to swallow for a lot of those football teams and a lot of those football players going into going into the season uh, used to having that type of quarterback. So it's a change in mentality. It's a change in personnel as far as the front office or the coaching staff is concerned. Um, so you got a lot of things to look at. Now, will Byron Leftwich, if that's the case, if he has been replaced by him, and I'll look that up, I just have that time. If that is the case, I, that doesn't make me feel very good. As a Jacksonville Jaguar fan, I just, I, you know, I, I, I started off the, all the confidence in the world in the guy. He just did not get the job done. Did not get the, you know, did not get it over the hump. What I, what is his credentials? to take over an offensive uh, football team in the NFL I, because he played for the Jacksonville Jaguars? I don't think so, Tim. That is not the kind of thing that the, uh, the Arizona Cardinals need uh, going in. So that, that performance, you know, I, I went back. I did not watch the game. But I went back and I looked at it, and I went back and watched some of the specialty highlights that they had on certain things. And there were there were so many errors out on the football field. Don't get me wrong. There's errors every week. It don't matter what team it is. But the obvious errors and things of that sort, that's the reason why they made a change. They couldn't fire the first-year head coach, you know, seven games, yeah. you know, what, six games into the season. They couldn't do that. So they had to make the change. So the sacrificial lamb was the offensive coordinator. Well, Sonny, let me just say something really quick. I'm reading a story as we're talking. It's on Cardwire. They're uh, on USA Today. I've had a, like a little web page kind of thing. Um, yeah, he took over, and Bruce Arias made comments that, um, you know, that he felt that Lyft, which would be a very – some time ago he said that he was a very – going to be a very successful – is a very good mind, and Max starts to play, but really uh, he raved about him, and they thought that eventually he will be – Arias said that Leftwich will be, in his opinion, in the near distant future, a head coach in the league. Uh, Starks said that he had, and Brian had a great offensive mind. He understood the plays of the concepts, and he's maximized always within the constraints he's had. But, you know, I don't want to say that can't be, because, Sonny, to be honest with you, I, I laughed when the Eagles named Doug Peterson as their coach. I said to myself, you know, I'm old enough to remember football for almost 50 years, okay? And it's like, Doug Peterson was a career backup, third, second and third straight quarterback with so many teams, including the Dolphins, uh, I believe under Marino, I think. And um, I never thought that his personality, I always figured it was soft. I figured, oh, here's another Jason Garrett. Uh, he couldn't get the job done. But look at the job he's done with Philadelphia. We don't know. I mean, I don't want to bag on this guy. I mean, I, I wish him the best. I but 
you know, we'll see what happens. But, yes, he was uh, named uh, – they announced it yesterday. So, he is the new offensive coordinator. So, Mike McCoy has lost yet another job. As yeah. He, he lost, yeah. I know how that is. He lost his job in Denver, too. So Yeah. Yeah, it, as far as Byron Leftwich being a head coach in this in the in this league, I don't think so, um, Tim. I, thank you, Al. I don't think so either. It, it's just, it, and it's not the it's it, it's not the fact that uh, now I will probably give him one point that sometimes these old timer coaches don't get is getting a hold of the young player and getting them to play for you. I think maybe that's where it is, but getting them to play for you and equaling victories out on the football field is two different things. So I'm not a, I'm not a big time believer that we are going to get exactly what they need in order to be better. The Arizona Cardinals, they are not good. They're not going to be good until Josh Rosen can figure out how to deliver the ball and look like he could maybe become an adequate quarterback uh, for this football team. This football team is not good unless they have a good quarterback. But then again, that's every football team in the NFL. Well, Sonny, give Josh a chance. And I'm not, I'm not biased, believe me. Josh had his faults, too, at UCLA. But I'm, I'm telling you, he has the talent. He has the personality. He has the charisma. Right now, he's, he's lacking confidence. He's struggling, but you've got to play him. And they have the Niners next week, Sonny. And, they, they, you know, they beat, that was their only win. Maybe they'll get a win. They'll be at home. You know, we'll see what happens, but um, it's the problems are more than Josh Rosen. The problems, and even Coach Wolf said it, because I watched his post in the press conference, they're all over the place. You know, so give, give Rosen a chance. I, I really and think he coaching. will be good. That's coaching, by the way. If, if, if a football team is all over the place, that's coaching, without question. And that you've got said to put your – you, you got to take that step above um, uh, above being all over the place. You have to have an identity. You have to have a game plan. You can't be all over the place. And that is not that is not the players. That's coaching. That means they're not organized. They're not ready for the team that they're ready to play. And when that kind of statement is made, it tells me exactly where the problem is, is coaching. But you still got to get the personnel to buy into what you're doing. I mean, you talked about, you talked about Peterson up in, in Philadelphia. Whatever it is, they bought into. Um, but that came from the head coaching position. Byron Leftwich, maybe he can get the job done, and maybe he can jumpstart the offense. But as a whole, they can't be all over the place like that because that is coaching. And, that, it, it, and just hearing that tells me that the Arizona Cardinals are in a lot more trouble than with what they are. Now, granted, I haven't had time to jump into a lot of things that are being said or what they're saying. I don't, you know, we're going to, starting today, we got this show, we got Sunday show. Then we have Thursday uh, pregame. Then we got a football game on Friday. Then Saturday we're doing wrestling. Then Sunday we're right back to this. So within the next week, we're six times up on air and work on full-time jobs. So I haven't had time to sit down. But I will tell you, just from the outsider looking in at that football team, Uh they are taking a step back 17 to 18 years ago, and they are that same football team that you think they should be able to win but can't get over the hump. Hey, Sonny, Sonny, not, we have a little bit of a couple minutes. We have some time on this early show. This is a chance for you to plug the wrestling. Aren't you and Serta going to do it this Saturday night? Say, say that again? Aren't you and Bill going to uh, call the wrestling Saturday? Why don't you plug it? 
No, well, you know, we're 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 kind of like in a tryout, so you know, it's not like we're we you know we're getting paid a, an astronomical amount of money to go do this. We're we're it's kind of like our little audition that we're doing, um, and the video that will be coming from the uh, Facebook Live won't be great. It'll just be at the ring so we so the people who would evaluate what we're going to do um is going to be there but we're just going to go out we're going to have fun like we do on our calls for the uh for the football uh, you know the high school football just go out and have a good time and if it works out we'll work out we'll 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 you know keep going back but that's gonna it it it's. It, I've already done one. Um, I done one. I did it with World Class Revolution. Um, so um, they told me to keep to keep doing it. And matter of fact, I'm going to uh, work with World Class Revolution again when they come down at, over in Fort Worth uh, in December. So I'll be working with them on that one as well. So um, I won't be able to broadcast it like we can broadcast this one, but it, it is what it is. Yeah, I think I figured there was a copyright issue. It's probably going to be a like a pay per view kind of thing online, like yes, the last time. So I got that. I'm going to definitely watch it. I want to hear you call. I, I definitely, as a wrestling fanatic, I, I want to, I want to hear this. And plus, not only that, Sonny, I love the roster of world class wrestling. It's like I got to watch. I got to, I got to tune in. There's this one yeah. time anyway. To see yeah, what's I'm not going sure. On. I'm not sure if they're gonna what, what's going to be going on with that it, because they also World Class Revolution has speaking of that I just paid for it um, where you can go in and see their old shows on on their thing it's five bucks a month and you can go in and you can catch their old shows which I do I go in and I watch it so I can mainly so I can uh, learn the rosters I mean the big names I already know but the young the young cats that are coming up through there I like to watch them and get ready to go so hey. By the way, um, good week last week for you. Thirteen and two uh, last week. Good, a good week for us. Um, and then Cuervo and I were ten and five. Uh, Tarvin was nine and six. Uh, but a good week for you, and you jumped up there and you tied yourself up with Tarvin, who was in the lead at fifty nine, thirty three and two. Um, and of course, Cuervo and I a couple. Uh, Cuervo's a couple games behind at fifty seven. 35 and two, and I'm um, bringing up the rear of 54 and 33 and two. Um, but um, so far, good week last week. You tore it up. That was that was the best week uh, so far in our picks. I, I don't know about anybody else, but so far, and that was the best week uh, that we had. So good job last week. Well, thanks, Sonny. You know the thing is, though, I'm humble about it because I know I'm gonna be five and ten this week. I'm not as look. Um, one of the reasons I wanted to go and, and and do this on a weekly basis with you is I as I have so much respect for Cuervo and his picks, and I figure if I beat him, it's an accomplishment because the thing is, he's a common sense kind of picker where I'm more of an emotional. I base him more on emotion. Um, me but too. It's like I me told too. You before, but by the way, just to let you. Let me just fill you in for the last six years of these picks. The the guy has won the overall picks for the last six years is right here. That's right. Sonny Clark has won has been the winner of the last six years on their picks. Just so that you know. But it is what it is. But um it's because I figure it out later on down the road. So I'll tell you really quickly. I'll tell you really quickly that I I follow Pick Watch, 
And that I, I, I mentioned that to you, and they list every single media pick. There's 211, okay? Wow. And last week, only Pete Prisco of CBSSports.com went 13 and two. And I and that is of all that lists every media outlet from all the media publications and people and individuals within these companies. So wow. I felt really cool about that. Only Prisco had the 13 and two, and it was like. You know, I, I'm not going to say every week is going to be like that. Um, you know, you, there's always like four or five games that are toss-ups, and you just you have to be lucky to win those four or five. The rest, I think we all pretty much can get, but it's those up 50-50 games that make the difference. So when we get to that later, there's several today that are going to be in that category, especially in the late game. But we'll get to that yeah. later. I don't want to spoil you know. So. Yeah, they said – well, that hasn't been said, uh, which is the name of the show that's popping up at 9. We're, we're doing a double shot here today, doing this quick show uh, to talk about what we need to talk about, which is what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead and hop into the game that uh, we are on air for, the reason why we're on air. So that being said, let's hop into the game that's happening over in London. And, you know, I, you know, I don't know. I hate London games. But at the same time, I, you know, it is what it is. Let's see here. Cuervo said, calling in now. So Cuervo will be here in just a moment. Uh, so we'll go ahead and start this portion up. Uh, let me hit that button, make sure I can see him when he comes in. All right, so that having been said, the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm still San Diego. I just can't get it out of my head. But San Diego, the, the Chargers, they are the quote-unquote home team as they are going to be taking on the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans, they're first in the south of the AFC at 3-3. Three and three. That right there can tell you where this division is, and that includes the Jacksonville Jacksonville. Jaguars, who were supposed to run away with it, and they took the loss to the Dallas Cowboys last week, which I was the only one that picked that. But at the same time, they're taking on the uh, Los Angeles Chargers, 4-2, uh, second in the South. And this is a team that I think is coming up, and I think they've got the talent to do it. Uh, of course, they're going to have to really start picking it up because of what Kansas City is doing. I'm not very confident on what we're going to be getting from Oakland and or uh, or. Denver, uh, but Denver got the victory, so they have improved their record. So this is a big game for the Chargers going into this game tonight based upon what Denver has done and where they're sitting, and then they're hoping that Kansas City you know, might take a trip and fall uh, this week. Actually, is Kansas City on? No, they're taking on Cincinnati on Sunday night. So uh, th- this is a huge game in London, um, not just because it's in London, but the, for the uh, Los Angeles Chargers, they have got to get in there and they have got to play. They have got to go up there and they got to have a good showing. So that comes down to the quarterback position. You know, I'm looking at this game. I knew exactly who I was going to pick when I picked this game because I picked the Chargers actually to win this division because I think Phillip Rivers is where he needs to be as far as a quarterback to bring his team finally to an area to where they can actually be a viable team going into the playoffs. This year, I think they've got it. 
I mean, his. I, mean, I don't know what his numbers are. I'll get all that here in a moment. But I'm going to tell you right now, his numbers are outstanding up to this point in the season. And you know, even though they may be four and two right now, I honestly think this is a football team that is playoff bound uh, heading into there. So when you're looking at this game, Todd, what do you got? Well, to answer your question, I, I looked it up before we went on the air, but Rivers. It's 15 touchdowns and three interceptions on the season. Okay. Wow. He's second in the league in touchdown passes. Yeah, he's 15 and three. Okay, which is phenomenal. What stands out to me also, Sonny, is he's getting protection this year. He's only been sacked seven times, which is among the best in football. That means he's got an offensive line that's pass protecting. And like anything else, when you pass protect the quarterback, how, how much simpler your life is made. And, he is playing at a level that, very honestly, I have not seen him play at. And I, I cannot even tell you how many years. I think he's playing his best football. He's 36, 37 years of age now. Um, but, you know, he is putting up some big-time numbers. The thing about it is is that he's spreading the ball around by committee, Sonny. And the thing is is that there's not really anyone there that stands out. Uh, I mean, Melvin Gordon and – they have another running back there and also that catches a lot of the passes out of the backfield. Uh, Keenan Allen only has one touchdown, but, you know, he has spread the ball around really well. He's got a pass protection, uh, and they're scoring, you know, 29 points a game, which is, uh, you know, that's, you're getting to the elite category. I mean, right now I think there's only, there's only three teams that have scored more than they have, and that's the Rams, the Kansas City, and New Orleans, who actually leads the league at 36 points a game. The, the charters are right there at 29-2. So, you know, uh, it's all working for them. Um, and I, I think these guys are mature enough to realize that they go to London, this is a business trip. They're going to be facing a football team that very truthfully is hurting in every in every which way, including a quarterback that I don't feel is healthy. Uh, yeah. I mean, this guy, Mariano, last week, study got sacked. I, I can't even believe this. He can't get away from the rush. Yeah, he can't get away yeah, from the rush right now. It's horrible. 11 sacks, yeah. which was one short of the record. Okay, so I think uh, the record was Dave Craig. I think he got sacked 12 times by Kansas City, I believe. But, you know, that's that's bad. And you know that Marcus is mobile when he's healthy. That, that would never happen. So, I mean, right, you exactly. don't have Marcus for one thing, but here's the, here's the problem, Sonny. You know, in a, in a perfect world, you would like to shut Marcus down if he's not healthy, but the problem is this division has now become so weak because of the Jaguar struggles. You've got parity there. You've got three teams at three and three that all these teams are feeling that, you know, hey, we got a chance to steal this division, and that which is pathetic, that the Jaguars yeah. put themselves in this position, which really they should have been running away with this thing. But now they've brought right. everybody else back into the pack. So, you know, uh, so then he, he, I guess they feel that, you know, he, they, he has to play. But this offense is terrible. I want you to elaborate more on it. But, I mean, they're only scoring 14 points a game, which is only Arizona's worst. Oh, actually, Buffalo's the worst. Uh, and then Arizona and Tennessee. So they're third to the bottom. Um, yeah. Their quarterback has been sacked. Uh, 20 times, uh, which is horrible. Uh, the yeah. leading rusher, Derrick Henry, okay, has a robust 240 yards on the season. Uh, you know, 
what, 40 yards a game? You can't be serious. Uh, Perry Davis is their leading receiver of 27 receptions for one touchdown. I yeah. mean, as we were talking about a week or two ago, that who do they throw the ball to? A couple of years back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, this has got mismatch for me all over it in every way. Yeah, oh, by the way, just to get this one in here, latest news coming out of London is that Gordon is not going to be playing. He has been scratched from the lineup. So it's going to be Austin Eckler. Um, so, uh, I, and to be honest, I don't even know who that is. So, so you got the combination yeah. of that going in, they have no running game going into this game, but here's the interesting thing about that. It don't matter. You know, when you got a Phillip Rivers doing what they, he, what he's been doing so far this season, it's gotta be there. You also look at this team, you know, the teams that, you know, they're, they've got two losses on the season. You, you take a wild guess on who they lost to. They lost to Kansas City, and they lost to the Rams, the two best teams right now in the NFL. So, you know, the losses coming to those teams are no great big deal. I mean, you're talking about teams where you've got, you know, a combination of 11-1 record right now. So right now, and believe me, the Tennessee Titans are no Kansas City Chiefs or or Ram football team at all. So now the Titans are going to have to get their self to going, and they're going to have to figure out their quarterback position. I agree with you. I think there's something wrong with Marcus Mariota right now. He is not healthy 100%, and that is obvious because he can't get away from the rush. He can't find a way uh, to get out in the flat and throw the ball when he is on the run. It's just not happening for him right now. So, um, And Tennessee has been held without a touchdown for the past eight quarters. That's two football games. So you've got to look at, you know, you've got to look at that kind of thing, and you've got to ask where is the problem coming? Is it the team that is doing it, or is it the coaching? In this case, it's got to be the guys that are out on the football field because they won football games they shouldn't have been winning earlier in the season. So um, it's got to be the uh, players, whether it's health or their their heads are not in the game. So um, it, it's going to be it, this is going to be a tough game for Tennessee to be able to get up over the hump and get started and go in there and do what they got to do now. That having been said, of course, that's the name of the show that kicks off here um, at 9 a.m. You know, you've got to be able to, if you are the Titans, be able to figure out what you're going to do special in this game. And right now they have not been able to do anything for the last couple of games special because the guy that usually creates that specialty is Marcus Mariota, and he is not where he needs to be. So that having been said, that's on the early show, the, the – you know, early bird show. Let's bring in Cuervo on a Sunday morning. Good morning, my friend. Good morning, Sonny. Early bird still wasn't able to What's get up, there. <laughs> Good morning, Todd. Um, I don't know the alarm. I forgot to set my alarm, Sonny. I, I don't know whatever excuse I want to use, but I'm here now. How's everyone doing? Yeah. We're doing good. It's to be a long day of football. I love it, though. I love it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 
Well, in this game here, Cuervo, you take a look at this game. You know, you have Philip Rivers who's throwing out of his mind. You missed the the numbers Todd was talking about. He's been crazy good. Then you got Marcus Mariota who hasn't been crazy good. I think he's still really nursing whatever injury that he's working. I bet you it's a groin injury because this guy is not moving around like he did. So it's usually one of two things. It's usually a groin injury or a hamstring injury that is preventing him from doing what he normally normally does best. And when you don't have the guy who's creating the magic out on the football field, playing the way it affects the whole football team as a whole. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're talking about the most important piece on that team uh, is, is Marcus Mariota. He's the guy that really a lot of whether the Titans win and lose football games. So, you know, with that being said, Sonny, um, you know, I think I think there might be some truth to an injury uh, as far as uh, you mentioned a groin injury or a knee injury. And you know what's really going to upset me is at the end of the season, let's say, let's just for scenario-based purposes, let's say the Tennessee Titans don't make the playoffs, right? They miss it yeah. by because they lost their last game of the season or whatever, and it was going to determine whether they get the wild card. What's going to really – annoy me and upset me is and we've seen it happen before that very next day on black monday when coaches you know get fired like crazy there's gonna be a report that comes out that says yeah marcus Mariota was playing with a partial uh you know torn uh groin or a you know a damaged acl mcl happens every year and, you know and and, and if that happens, I think if that, and not just for him, for any player, any key, well, any and just any player, you know, in in football that is a starting, you know, key role, key role player for their team, should coaches be held accountable for that? That I guess that's the question I want to raise to you, gentlemen, because the medical you know, staff we, should, the medical staff should, Corvo, because. I'll be honest with you, if he gets hurt, and it, let's be honest, even if by some miracle the Titans win this division, which they won't, okay, let's just say by a miracle they do, they're not going to go anywhere. They'll be out in one round. Is it worth risking a 25- or 26-year-old quarterback's career playing him when he's not 100%? It's an indictment. Yeah, the old player is always going to say, I want to play. But if he becomes a hindrance and he's not the Marcus Mariota that we all know and love, uh, you know, two touchdowns and four interceptions, come on. It, it, it would be better to sit him down. What is the point? They, because the thing is, even if they leave out the division at 9-7, and seven, and let's say they win a tiebreaker, okay, over Jacksonville and Houston, which I don't think they will, they're going to be toast anyway in week one. You're not going to win the Super Bowl, so why even play him if he's not well, healthy? He's why. not healthy. Well, hold on. There is a reason why that they have to play him. It's because this is the NFL. That's all it is, guys, okay? What have you done for me lately? And that's what the coach, the coaches, you know, they're they're not, you know, I mean, as the players, they're playing for their jobs. So are the so are the coaches, and the coaches have got to be able to get victories 
I'll announce. That having been said, Vrabel's going to be okay this year. They're not going to let the Vrabel go because they had some good victories so far earlier in the season, Cuervo. So, you know, Vrabel's going to be there next year. It's going to be about personnel. But like you said, I think that story is going to be true. I think that is going to come out later on. Yeah, I I just my, I guess my point, guys, is that I just think someone, whether it's medical staff, whether it's the head coach, um, you know, whoever is responsible for allowing Marcus Mariota or any any guy in the NFL to play with with you know injuries like that should be held accountable. You know, and, and because what that tells me is that you're just treating you know other grown men. These players just like you know, like they're your own personal puppets, and that's not the way it should go. Okay, I understand you're the head coach, and and, and they work for you, and 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 that's great and dandy. Okay, uh, at the same time, I just think it's a respect factor, and if the head coach can't respect, you know, what what being a true mentor and a true coach is about, then you shouldn't hold that position. There's only 32 guys that that. You know, are chosen for that position. So, you know, if you can't hold up, you know, good qualities and, and, and all that stuff, then you shouldn't hold that job. But, you know, going back to what Todd was saying, you know, is, is it worth it? Is it like, why even, why even bother? Absolutely. And, and that's why I really give a lot of credit to the way the Indianapolis Colts handled their situation with Andrew Luck because. They could have easily went out there and said, you know what, Andrew? Yeah, it seems like your your shoulder is at about 50 60%. Hey, that's all we need from you, man. Just go out there and, and try to help us win some games, okay? Andrew's going to be like, uh, okay, I guess. Or he could be a guy like a Le'Veon Bell who we think is a belligerent person and say, go screw that. I'm playing until I get, you know, what, what I want from the team or whatever the case may be. So – I give I give the Colts a lot of credit, you know, because they gave Andrew Luck the time to heal that shoulder injury, and now you see the result. I'm, I mean, I know the Colts aren't undefeated or anything, but you have to admit they look a lot better than they do, you know, without him, without him or if he was at 50% or, or 60% healthy. So I, I, that's, that's, I guess that's the point I'm making is just – you know, you your job is not to keep the best, you know, to keep your stars on the field. It's to have the best players that's going to help you win on the field. And and if that means, you know, dare I say it, Blaine Gabbert goes out there and and maybe looks better than, than Marcus Mariota, then that's what's got to happen. I think another thing, too, with Mariota, guys, you know, he might be battling through injuries, but I would – I would take a close look at his body language. I think there's a confidence factor there or a lack of confidence because, you know, the, the, the way they, the way they got, you know, hammered in the playoffs last year uh, against the Patriots, uh, believe it or not. I mean, even though we all expected it, it, it was, it, it's, it's moralizing for guys and, you know, carrying over into this year, I just think, you know, whether it's, lack of, of playmakers on that team uh, or, you know, something something along the lines happened. It just kind of feels like Marcus Mariota maybe has lost 
a little bit of confidence in, in his game, and he just has to find it again. I can yeah, that this game he and, and it doesn't help that Joey Bosa has been eating up uh, quarterbacks since he came back five sacks last week in his first game back with San Diego. So you know that's going to be an issue as well. So you know if there's an injury that could even get worse this week. So I get why you say you don't play him, but it is Blaine Gabbert, okay? So <laughs> the guy's got a history, and that history is not good. Um, but, yeah, you know, Blaine Gabbert, Marcus Mariota, Marcus Mariota with the injury at 80%, yeah, maybe I take Marcus Mariota because I know what Blaine Gabbert represents already. Hell, just look at what he did when he played for the Cardinals last year in a few games out there. He was awful. So, I <laughs> I completely get it. Um, by the way, I am on my way. Sonny cannot do the show without having coffee, so I need some cream, so I'm, uh, <laughs> I've, I've bailed the studio, and I'm on the way to get the, I'm on the way to get some cream. <laughs> I, I'm in my truck as well, but I, I feel your pain. Oh. Hey, oh, Cuervo, I have a question. I have a question for you, Cuervo. I got a question. You live about yes. an hour south of me. Are you going to be able to, I'm going to have the TV on very low, so it's not a distraction. Do you get the game over the air on KCBS or over KFMB down there, or do you have to watch direct uh, or Sunday ticket to watch this game? No, I I think it's I right. don't think I get I don't I don't have wait what channels I don't think I have those channels that you just mentioned. Uh, well, you're down at Ocean. I think it's hey Todd. I think it's going to be on like a Facebook Live, Twitter Live, or something, some kind of live. Um, I, I'm not sure where it's at, and the only reason why is I'm not going to watch the game because I'm not watching commercials. That's why I watch Red Zone. Um, but uh, uh, the, the main thing, the, I think it is going to be online, so I bet you if you look around, I know it's going to be on Amazon Prime, if I'm not mistaken, too. It's on Channel 2 here. That's why I said it's on the CBS affiliate here because it's in the L.A. market. So I, it's on regular TV. Oh, it's it's should be, yeah. yeah, it's on. So that's why I was asking him if he's in the LA market or the San Diego market because it's kind of like uh, the middle no. of the two. I, I get I get the LA stuff here too. Um, you know because just because it, they're not in San Diego anymore. But like part of my cable package, um, you know, sometimes I'll get Dodger games. Um, I get the Angel games. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you know. I get a lot of L.A. stuff, too. Okay. Well, anyway, it's on Channel 2 in L.A., so I'll be monitoring as we do our show today. But um, is it, is I, I, I can't see it. I would only say it's really important. Huh? What time does it kick off? 15 minutes. Okay. All right. So we're on an hour before it kicks off. Cool. Um, so, yeah. by the way, I mean, I'm all over the Chargers on this one. I mean, is anybody else on – I mean, is there any reason to think that Marcus Mariano is going to get the job done here today? Do you feel confident in a, in a pick on them there, Cuervo, or are you going to go right there and stay with with uh, Phillip Rivers and the Chargers? 
Well, you know, it's interesting. Did I hear, did I hear right as soon as I called in that Melvin Gordon's not going to play today? Did I hear that right? Melvin Gordon is out. He is out. On the yeah, so, yeah. And, and that was a report that came from ESPN. I just happened to flip over right when they were talking about it. So, uh, yeah, Melvin Gordon is out for this game. And that was about four minutes before we came on air for this show. Wow. Um, that's, that's big. That's a big, big piece for the Chargers to miss in this game. I, I don't think it's going to, you know, be the difference between winning and losing. I think the Chargers will still win this game. Um, the backup, uh, what's his name, Eckler, I think, or something like that. Eckler, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, he's, he's, actually, good. he's actually done – yeah, he's done a good job. You know, he fills in very well. He's like a uh, – I don't know, Todd, would you compare him maybe to like a Danny Woodhead type guy? Uh, he can catch yeah. passes in the flat. Uh, yeah. You know, kind of be a difference maker in that in that way. Yeah, he's, he's, he done, he's done really well. In the he has three touchdowns on the season because Rivers is spreading the ball around. He's going to catch a lot of passes. He'll make up the difference. And it is a loss. It'll make the game closer. If Gordon has played, this is the route. But uh, Rivers will still overcome it because Tennessee doesn't have any, any different playmakers. There's nobody that can scare them. There's nobody statistically anywhere in the top 50 in any category. It's like maybe everything is a team by committee. And the Chargers, Rivers is spreading the ball around. And as we said earlier, Sonny, Rivers has only been sacked seven times this season. So you're right. Every, you know, Sonny, you're right. They're just going to throw the ball more. And the, I'm not that really concerned about it. Yeah, it's a tough loss. If you're going to see them out, sit them out for the, for sure. Yep. So yeah, I'm still. I, I just think what's happening to Mariota though. He is getting. He's running around and he's hurt. He's not. He's not accurate on the throw because he is not. You know, healthy. So there's a lot of things involved with this one. So yeah, I'm all over the Chargers for this one uh, this week. So uh, are you guys. So you you're gonna stay with the Chargers, right, Cuervo? No, absolutely. Yeah, I don't think. Okay. Tennessee really has much of a chance. I mean, I think they could keep it somewhat close and, you know, in the first half and whatnot. And from there, I think the Chargers will take off. Got it. Let me see. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't have any very much more to say about this. Um, so, um, anybody else want to talk about anything before we head on out? Uh, because I'm in the store. I don't like talking in the store. Yeah, no, I think I think we. Well, and I'm I'm sure you guys covered a lot before I got there, but I've already said what I had to say about it. There's there's not a whole lot really. I think I think this is a pretty one-sided game. Corbin's just waiting for his voice to come on. We get that game over the year on Channel Two when the Bears take on the Patriots later, and. Uh, That'll be that'll be an interesting preview because when we get to it, because that is one of the games I've been really torn on this whole week, especially what I heard that Gronkowski's out today. But we got we got a real interesting show coming up in about a half an hour. I think there's a lot of stuff to discuss. All right, so far, yeah, very good. Then what we'll do. 
uh, what we'll do is go ahead and we'll bail on the show here for now. We'll be we'll kick this thing right back up off at nine o'clock and uh, see what we can do. Okay, guys. All right, sir. Right. Thanks a lot. We'll talk to you in about forty minutes. Yep, I'm I'm almost I I just got the cream in my hand, so I'll be back in time. You know what, Sonny? You are the hardest working man in sports radio. You're doing this while you're driving. No, no, Are you serious? No, I, already, I drove. No, I drove two miles to the store. So, and I'm at the store right now. So, yes. <laughs> you amaze me more every day, Sonny. All right. Incredible. All right, we'll, we'll catch you, everybody, at at the top of the hour, nine o'clock, when we kick off that being said. Everybody, have a good one. For right. those that are hanging out, we'll catch you later. All right, Sonny. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. All right, Sonny.